Help keep Kinks and Beats daily ad-free and receive bonus content early with a contribution of 20 cents per episode. Visit herohabit.com slash shop for more information. Welcome to Kinks and Beats Daily. This is episode 148, and I am your host, Tony Fry, as always. Thank you for downloading. I hope that you're enjoying the podcast still, and um, we'll consider joining our Facebook group devoted to this podcast. Just launched last week, and um, we have some members already, and we have some conversations going, but let's get... I know there's a lot of you out there that listen to this podcast, and I'd love to have all of you join us over on that Facebook group. and. Um, we can talk a little bit more in depth about these episodes or about just, you know, anything related to our two favorite musical groups. So that's um, if you go to the Hero Habit Facebook page, you can find the group there. Or I'm sure if you search Kinks and Beats Daily on Facebook, it will direct you to the group. Um, and we'd love to have you. Today, we're talking about the song Arthur which was released October 10th, 1969 on the album Arthur or the decline and fall of the British empire. Uh, We've talked about other tracks from this album. I have written at length about this album on HeroHabit.com. It's one of my favorite albums by the Kinks by any artist really. And uh, this track closes the album, which is something we'll talk a little bit more in detail about later, but, um, it's the closer. It was recorded between May and August 1969. And it was one of the final tracks that Ray submitted to the record company. Uh, along with Mr. Churchill Says and Young and Innocent Days, he worked on these three tunes a little bit longer than the rest. And remixes and adjusting of the tracks lasted at least until early August 1969, while most of the recordings of the album had been more or less finished since early May or May or early June of that year. So for whatever reason, these three songs he kept tinkering with um, and working on before he submitted them to the record company. And then he was also doing mono mixes of other songs, but that was specifically so that the record company could pull singles out. They needed the mono mixes for the singles. But Arthur was one of the three songs that he really, you know, really worked on the overall mix for. And if you listen to the 2019 remix remaster studio or studio stereo version of this album and of this track in particular, you really see why he probably struggled with getting the perfect mix because there's a lot going on. And this stereo master in 2019 really highlights the amount of layering that they placed on this track. There are a lot of guitars going on and drums, and vocal parts. And there's a lot happening here in this track. And so you can tell, you know, when you have that much information to contend with, it's sometimes hard to get that perfect mix. And it sounds one way in the studio, but then to condense it down to two tracks or one mono track, um, that'll sound just as good on your car stereo as it will in a recording studio that takes a lot of work. And that's something that a lot of people would agonize over. Um, Mick Avery's drumming on this, as I've said a thousand times on a thousand different tracks. Fantastic. He's driving, he's aggressive, he's inventive from start to finish, and it perfectly balances a very simple baseline. 
a lot of the bass work on this is just simply root and fifth. Bong, gong, gong, gadong, gong, 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 right? It's just roots and fives. But then you've got Mick back there just kind of going crazy. There's some beautiful drum fills. Uh, the groove is great. And it's a very up-tempo driving song. Which it has to be. Because it essentially alternates between two chords for five and a half minutes. Um, for the first part of the song, it alternates between an A chord and an E chord. And then for the If Only Life Were Easy section, it's basically going from a D to an A chord. There are some other chords in there um, as kind of color chords to 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 work uh, transitions and stuff. But essentially, we are just alternating between two chords back and forth. And that should get super boring and monotonous over five and a half minutes. But the band keeps you engaged over the duration with how the song is built, how the drums are working, how the guitars are layered, how the vocals kind of fly in and out. And you've got, even though you're just alternating over two chords, you have different uh, melodic ideas coming in and out and different tones throughout the song. There's a lot happening um, as far as the orchestration of the song. And I mean, you know, the band orchestration, there's not a string section or anything on it, but just the way the band layers everything and things come and go. And you've got all this dynamic um, movement. And that makes it listenable for five and a half minutes. Thematically, it would make sense to open the album with this song, since it is the story of the titular character. And it could serve as kind of a theme song to the entire rock musical concept. Um, you know, much like a TV theme song would work. But the band, I think, was smart to tack it on in the end, because one, it's better served as an epilogue, Right, We've heard Arthur's story, and now we are going to actually name-check him and, and, you know, Arthur, we love you, all that kind of stuff. And at five, uh, five minutes and 30-second runtime, I don't think it's, as an album opener, I think it's a lot to handle as a five-and-a-half-minute track. So it works perfectly as a closer in terms of thematic uh you know, epilogue, but it also works as a closer in terms of the, of just the length of time. Now, I don't, I can't think of many albums that open with a five and a half minute song that really only has four chords on it. Plus, uh, Victoria, which is the album opener is one of the best album openers ever kinks album or otherwise. So I think the, 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 uh, the natural tendency would be to give this, to place this as an opening track, but I think the Kinks nailed it by having it as the closer. And the fact that the band saved Arthur and Nothing to Say as the final two tracks on this album, the final eight minutes of this track of this album are like these great rockers that are really well produced and you know up tempo stuff shows how strong the material on this album is because either one of those songs would be the centerpiece of lesser bands, right? If, 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 uh, if any other band had come in with Arthur or nothing to say, um, it would be the album opener because it would probably be the strongest song. But the fact that these are saved to the end, that they don't feel the need to really highlight them by being album openers or side openers or anything like that. 
really speaks to the strength of this album. This album would stay in the top 200 for 20 weeks, but Arthur the song was uh, never issued as a single in the UK or the US. And, you know, there's not a lot to talk about other than that. Uh, Like I said, structurally, um, there's not a lot of music happening. Um, because of just those two chords. Lyrically, Arthur was born just a plain, simple man in a plain, simple working class position. Though the world was hard and its ways were set, he was young and he had so much ambition. All the week he was overtaken by people who make the big decisions, but he tried and he tried for a better life and a way to improve his own condition. If only life were easy, it would be so much fun. Things would be more equal and be plenty for everyone. Arthur, the world's gone and passed you by. Don't you know it? You can cry, cry all night, but it won't make it right. Don't you know it? Arthur, we know and we sympathize. Arthur, we like you and we want to help you. Somebody loves you. Don't you know it? Um, it's a good lyrics. And like I said, these lyrics serve as a great opening theme to the entire album, but saving it for the end, instead of starting the album and saying, Arthur, the world's passed you by, blah, 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 blah. Um, and then listing the ways it's passed him by to flip it and list the ways it's passed you by. So by the time we get to this, everybody who's listening to the album already knows. And so by the time we get to actually addressing Arthur, uh, we already see how the world's passed him by. And we kind of know his story through Victoria and Yes Sir, No Sir, and all these these songs. Um, I don't know. It works. And Arthur works as an album. It works from start to finish, in my opinion. And uh, this song, definitely a strong closer. Maybe one of their best closers, um, now that I'm thinking about it. Well, I can't say that Waterloo Sunset closed an album. So I can't say the best closer but definitely one of their strongest album closers. And, you know, I makes you wonder, a lot of people talk about the golden age of Kink's albums. Arthur is definitely in there. Uh, You can debate when it actually starts and when it ends, but Arthur is right smack dab in the golden age. And this is exactly why. Because songs like this, that are able to stand alone as songs, but still deliver the narrative that the, the album as a whole is trying to deliver. And that's where we kind of get lost in the preservation uh, soap opera, schoolboys in disgrace era is that those themes, a lot of those songs don't stand on their own. A lot of them only exist to serve the narrative where Arthur, all these songs stand on their own and serve a narrative. And that's a distinction. I think that, that, um, if you question the quality of the albums, not the music, but the whole album as a whole, as a narrative piece, which Ray is trying to deliver, I think this, Lola, these these albums, Muswell Hill even, um, much better serve the narrative and stand on their own as little vignettes. So that's Arthur. If I'm right, if I'm wrong, let me know. You can email me, kinksandbeats at herohabit.com. You can call me, 925-494-1739. Or you can join our new Facebook group 
and um, talk directly with me and other fans of the Kinks and Beatles. And of course, if you go to herohabit.com, you can get all the information you need about this podcast and keep up with other things that we've written uh, about the bands that you love. All right. I will talk to you guys soon. Thanks for listening. Make sure you swing by iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review, and I will see you on the next episode. Take care.